Hey, E, put the beat on. Hey, Taylor, you like this joint? Yeah, this beat hard. Yeah, you, you sure you like this joint? You would tell me if you didn't, right? Oh, yeah, of course. No, this don't go, this don't go hard. All right, all right, cool, cool. This this my man, Scotty Pimpin' drum. Oh, okay, all right, then. Matter of fact, I, I got something for this. Got something like what? <laughs> Welcome to the top shelf. With a flavor so hot, but you will not melt. About to take you on a ride like you never felt. Up and down, real smooth like a carousel. Moving in our own lane, no parallel. Everybody needs sleep, it's good for your health. If you stuck like Chuck, I might have a help. Cause we talk sports, life, and everything else. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? We thank you for taking the time to tune in to Sleep, the Sports Life, and Everything Else podcast, where sports, life, and entertainment collide. Presented by The Away Team and coming to you from the top shelf, this is Season 4, Episode 16. My name is Michael Roberts, a.k.a. Mike on the mic, and if it ain't all good, make it that way. We've got my co-host, Taylor Suber, in the building. You know how to make me, make me feel so good. What's up? What's up? What's up? Little, little Harold Melvin, the blue nose for you out there. What's going Ooh. on? What's up? What's up? What's up? You would like, you without me is like Harold Melvin without the blue nose. Yeah. What's up? What's going Tell on? Tell how everybody? you feeling. I'm chilling, man. Make me, make me feel so good. That's what's up. That's what's up. We've got producer slash engineer One Will E handling the boards and all the yeah, important stuff. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up. E, what's up with you? Man, I'm chilling, man. You know, we did a ride today. Hit Plymouth Meeting, Schuylkill River Trail. Hashtag One Will Life. Yeah, there we go. We did about uh, nine miles today. Okay. Got the old knees working. You know, I'm here, man, with my boys. I'm glad to be in the building with Mike and Taylor with the number one show in Ardmore, the Sports Life and Everything Else podcast brought to you by the Away Team. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You can follow us on Twitter and IG at Sleep Is For You. That's S-L-E-E-P-I-S, the number four Y-O-U. Subscribe and listen to new or old episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn Radio, or YouTube. And we're proud to announce that we're also now available via Samsung Podcasts and Player FM. Like episodes, show love, show hate, we here for it all. And um, we appreciate all of our new followers on all of our platforms. Everybody's downloading and listening, spreading the word. Continue to do so. Tell a friend to tell two friends about us. Tell three friends. Because the show is bubbling. Yes. He is right. Yes. Turn that two into a three. Yes. If you haven't already done so, look up uh, sleepersforyou.com, the hub for all things sleep related. We've got two top fives for y'all this evening. A culturally relevant, common sense-based topic. Have you seen? Have you heard? And that good sports talk and coverage that makes us makes this the top shelf. Our show time is four fifty-two. So let's spin. We're going to start off this week talking about the NBA because we did have some non-news to come out. <clears throat> Kevin Durant still hasn't been moved. And on the KD note, I'm reading talks have cooled. And Brooklyn is ready to ride this thing out to get what they want back. 
the problem is they're really not going to get what they want. So is what they're being offered enough to make the deal? And up to this point, the case has been no. But I also read KD bought a crib north of the border in Toronto. I'm not his business manager, so I don't know for sure. And even if he did, you know, what does it really mean? Um, but Toronto is not giving up Scotty Barnes for him, so that may be a no-go destination. Uh, there's been some talk of the Warriors getting into the mix, but I'm the kind. I'm of the kind that you know. Let me know when it goes down. I'm not really here for all the speculation and rumors. Man, I think he's bluffing. Taylor, what you think? Uh, like I said last week, he could be back with Brooklyn. You know what I mean, so it is now. R- reports are that uh, Brooklyn is saying that. Neither him nor Kyrie, they don't expect them to be in Brooklyn jerseys next year. That may be a bluff. That may be, you know, uh, just trying to put something else out there to, you know, maybe increase their price. But uh, actually, I don't even know how that would increase their price because they're saying they don't want them back. Mm. But, uh, yeah. Can't can't force a, was a square peg into a round hole, so it's, it's got to make sense for Brooklyn. They're just not going to give them up. You know, for nothing, and they shouldn't. So, uh, I mean, I, I mean, I know if KD wants to get out of there, I mean, I think Kyrie might get being moved might be a more. Um, you can probably see that because they might have to get a third team involved with uh, Sac- uh not Sacramento, uh, San Antonio. So that might be able to happen. But KD, uh, I don't, I don't know. You know I mean, so like I said, they kind of. I won't say they had a stalemate, but it, I'm pretty sure Brooklyn is calling around. But it's they. Do you want what we're giving given to you? Because we know that you don't want that. That he don't want to be there. So you yeah. can't take our best player because he don't want to be there. So you're kind of at a. I mean, kind of Brooklyn's kind of a different disadvantage. So yeah, like I said, it's a, it's in a holding pattern. And, I, and then like you said it. Like I said last week, this could all be cap. He could all, and we could be late August, yeah. early I, September. I, he'd be like, you know what? We sat down, we talked, and we're gonna try to give it one more go. And I think that's what he should do. Just give it one one more go. Now maybe you might have to get rid of Kyrie because just like I said last week, he's he's kind of he's stepping on um on, on KD's toes right now. Like he came he came KD came there because of him, but Kyrie is is weird and and he and he can't he's not consistent. He don't want to play. He's always upset. You know what I mean? I, I, He's, he's he moody. Him weird. Yeah, he just, he just bought a house in L.A. That's what I'm saying. Like this kid is he weird. He did buy man. a house in L.A. Yeah, so are you saying that we may see the reunion of Russell Westbrook I don't and KD? Know, I don't know where KD. I don't know. No, not KD. No, uh, no, no. Kyrie. Russell, no, Russell will. Russell Westbrook would get traded to San Antonio, and then San Antonio would just buy him out because San Antonio can afford anybody anybody's salaries. There's no way that Russell uh, uh, Westbrook, Westbrook would go to Brooklyn. Yeah, because okay. then, then KD would definitely. It, oh, I'm not. Nah, they're not playing together. They they. You saw it for six, seven, eight years. It doesn't work, and they're not. And now they're older. That's never going to happen. So no. uh, that's the only way I can think. I can I can see Kyrie getting uh, worked out. It would have, to, like I said, it would be involved with a third team. KD is a little bit more difficult because of the four years and the uh, close to two hundred million left, and he has no. Um, even though he has a no trade clause, he's asking for a trade. But I don't know. I'm just saying. Like I said, I, like I said, I'm coming with you. Wait and see. But I can see this all being, you know. You know, just just all for nothing, and then let's just see KD, Ben Simmons, and whoever they get for Kyrie, and they just go from there. So I don't know. Has uh, anybody ever considered that he might not want to play with Ben Simmons? It could be that too. It's possible. It could be that could be possible too. Like, he, he might not trust. Anybody? He might not trust him either. Yeah, I mean, just saying. It could be. It could be a whole lot. He might look at Ben Simmons like, 
I don't see this guy being what I need right now. Like he gets it to the paint and he don't want to shoot. Like I can't play with a guy like that. So it could be, it could just be something simple as that. Yeah, yeah. And as as uh, Taylor alluded to, Kyrie Irving still hasn't been moved either. Uh, and on that note, the word in general is that Brooklyn wants to wait until they move KD to trade Kyrie. Uh, the only real trade partner right now is LA, and um, you know. Uh, whatever they end up bringing back in the form of players may end up uh, restricting their movements uh, with KD. That's what I read in the article earlier. Uh, but so I've read <clears throat> GM is the only one that's really pushing to bring Kyrie to the Lakers. Uh, the organization wants to work out a deal to get uh, Miles Turner and Buddy Hill out of Indiana. I mean, uh, I, I don't know. Let me see. We still got, like I said, we got a long way to go. And um, it's hard. It's, it's hard just trade one player, let alone two separate players. So I think Kyrie might be easier because he's got the one year, thirty six million dollars yeah. left. Yeah, that's gonna be easier to trade. But Kyrie is a weirdo. You know what I mean, so you always got to factor that he is a weirdo, and you don't know what's going. You don't know what's going on with him. Not a lot of people are trying to sign yeah. up to to have him yeah, take up a spot. Man on has their played team. like yeah. seventy some odd games in the last three years. Like you can't de- you can't depend on him. You just can't. So I can see why people be apprehensive to grab him. KD, you would grab him, but you got the money. So like I said, Brooklyn's in a problem to where. I mean, they're trying to do what they can do, but uh, I mean, it's, it's it takes two to tango. Sometimes it might take three to tango. It might be yeah. a four team deal. It might be a team that we're not even talking about right now that might be in the mix. But they're just trying to, you know, maybe look at the summer league and say, all right, well, maybe we want to put those players in the. Tour. I don't know. Like I said, we still got a long, long way to go before the season starts. So yeah, we'll see. That's true. That's very true. And in other NBA news, um, it's uh, on the horizon that it looks like Damian Lillard is on the verge of signing a two year deal. Uh, back with Portland if he hasn't already done so. I think he signed it already. Thanks, okay. So shout to Dane. It's probably one of those one and one deals with a player option for the second year because uh, that's like a popular situation nowadays. Oh, okay. uh, James no, it's, Harden. It's, it, no, it's two years guaranteed, over $122 million on top of the extension wow. that he got already. So oh, okay. he's getting 42, 44, 48. And in the last two years, it's like 60 some odd, 58 and 62 or something like that. He, wow. He's getting broken off. He's basically got a John Wall type of deal. You know what I mean, but it's just in an extension because he signed an extension like two or three years ago. So it's an yeah. extension on top of an extension. Okay. So he's going to be getting paid big money when he's 35, 36 years old. So he, he could be watching up but he's gonna get that money well taylor on the spot with the co- co- uh correction yeah appreciate it yeah, he, he signed he signed that with the quickness yeah absolutely all right well getting out of direct uh nba discussion we're going to get into our first edition of top five which is going to f- focus a little more on the youngsters as we're going to list the top five players we want to see in the summer league there is a summer league tournament that's currently going on, but they haven't started the Las Vegas just yet. Yeah, they started yesterday. Oh, they did? Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Sixers are playing right now against Brooklyn. Oh, so Saturday was the first day of that? No, Friday was the first day. Friday was the first yeah, Friday day. Friday night, yeah. They kicked off Friday night, yeah. Okay, bet, bet. The 8th oh, yeah. to the 18th. Mm-hmm. The Las Vegas uh, is kind of like the main event for the summer leagues. Yep. So, you know, this is where you really get to see uh, the guys who are prospective players to, you know, maybe get a spot on the team or uh, end up getting shipped down to the D-League. So, number five on my list, there's a guy I saw Friday night? Yeah, Friday mm-hmm. night uh, with the Lakers, and that's Scottie Pippen Jr., and the reason I threw him on the list is because uh, I was talking to Taylor about this earlier, but uh, I didn't see a whole lot about 
a whole lot about him coming out of school other than, you know, his name being Scottie Pippen Jr. So, um, you know, I just wanted to see what this kid could bring to the table. Uh, unfortunately, he's in a position where he's like six feet, six one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's a little undersized for the league right now, you know, with a lot bigger guards. <clears throat> um, so he's going to have to bring something unique to the table uh, was pretty much the consensus that we had. But um, he does have heart. I saw one particular drive uh, where he went to the cup. He finished through contact. He kind of bullied somebody on the block. And, um, you know, that that was just nice to see. So, you know, obviously we got to see more from this kid to uh, evaluate if he's going to be able to get a Lakers roster spot. But um, he's one guy that I had and still have my eyes on. Number four is a guy with Detroit, um, and I listed him a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about uh, draft picks, but it's Jaden Ivey. He was the fifth pick out of Purdue, and uh, he dropped 20 points in his debut against Portland and turned a lot of heads. Uh, He caught an ankle injury in his last game, uh, but he said he's good, so, you know, we'll see how things end up developing for him. But, uh, you know, he looked really explosive with, uh, you know, his, his his movements on the court, going to the basket or just uh, getting to a spot like the elbow. Um, he showed good range, shooting from behind the arc. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see him, how he meshes with the other young talent they have in Detroit and if they're able to put anything together this year as far as um, success with their team with, in, in the form of wins. So number three, I'm going to take it to another L.A. guy, and that's Sharif O'Neal. And, um, you know, I really just want to see him because he's another legacy. He's another guy who um, he there wasn't a whole lot of buzz about him coming out of college. Uh, he kind of had a, a pretty subpar college career. He started off in UCLA, then he transferred to LSU. Um, but, you know, he got a look. He got a shot with the Lakers, summer league team. So he's another guy I saw the other night, and I didn't really see much um, from his performance. But, you know, they still got some, a few games left, so he's got time to show uh, improve why he deserves a spot on the team. Yeah, they got another guy on the team. I think his name is Bass, who kind of does the same. They kind of like the same size. He's, yeah. he's he's a little better than Sharif O'Neal. So uh-uh. Sharif O'Neal gonna have to go. Uh, you know, put put his hands in the dirt and try to pass that. That young boy can play. Yeah, yeah. Something Bass, Anthony Bass, or something like that. He's 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 actually pretty good. Okay. Number two, I'm gonna take it to an East Coast guy, and uh, he's uh, the third brother. Of the balls, that's Leangelo. And he got a, a summer league look with the Charlotte Hornets. Um, and I'm interested to him, just interested in him and seeing him just to see um, if he's able to parlay his situation into um, a contract because he was in the summer league last year. He got out of school, I believe, the year before that. <clears throat> And he was trying to get into the league, and he's just had a little bit of a tough time. He's been on some G League squads, uh, but he's still trying to break through. Um, it, it looks like he's developed his game a good amount. Um, he's he's kind of uh, acquired that consistent downtown shot that both of his brothers seem to have. Um, so I'm going to keep my eye on Leangelo Ball and see if he's able to uh, get in and, and make the uh, prophecy of his father, Laval, LeVar, come true. But, um, what team is he on now? Charlotte. Charlotte? Okay, all right. LeVar Ball said his goal was to have all three of his boys in the league, so they still fighting. Technically, he is, though. I mean, he was in the G League all last year, though, last year, right? Or, was, or did he play on, <laughs> in another league? I'm pretty sure he was in the G League all okay. last year. all right. Uh, so I'm going to finish it up with my number one guy. 
And that's a guy that was actually drafted last year by the Sixers. And he didn't get a whole lot of shine this year. He played for the Delaware Blue Coats for the better part of the season. But they are expecting more from him this year. And I heard he uh, is kind of buzzing in summer league circles right now. But that's Jaden Springer. And he's a little bit of an undersized guard, too. I looked him up earlier. He's like 6'1", 6'2". Um, but <clears throat> they're saying that he has a lot of speed and explosiveness uh, similar to uh, what Maxi brings to the table. And the team is expecting a step forward from Maxi this season. So, you know, maybe this guy can be uh, the next guy up and, and add a little more um, a little more depth to their bench. He's more of a defensive player, so... Um... But that's what he was known for in Tennessee is playing, like, really, really good defense. That's kind of what he's done right now. And, uh, you know, um, I, I, if if he can come along, then you can probably see Matisse getting traded. But he's played some good defense. He played some good defense in the Utah. He had, he had the pluck, and then that's when he dapped up, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, what's it, John Morant? So he just got to put the offense together. But I think his offense, his offensive talent is, is already better than Matisse. So uh, if he can, you know, get to a point where he can put the ball consistently in the court. He can he can find but he's like you said, he's nineteen, but he's he's still got some time to grow. Yeah, he's he's definitely a young guy. He's bigger than six two. He's he's close to six five. He's he's not he's he's a he's a big kid. Yeah, he's 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 pretty tall. All right. Well that's gonna do it for my list. So I'll get it over to Taylor so he can list off his top five players that he wants to see in the summer league. Yeah, uh, I'll stay with the uh, Sixers, but I'm going to go with the other cat. And it looks like he, he finally put some weight on his body, Isaiah Joe. Okay. <laughs> it's either now or never this year, brother. I mean, you've been on the league team for two years, and uh, he's been scoring. He's averaging about 18 or 19 points, so he's he's getting it in. And as soon as he gets in the game, he he's he's uh, he's like one of them cats out in in, in um in, uh, Chicago. He's shooting. He's shooting first and asking questions later. He, <laughs> he's, got, he, he's pulling triggers all crazy, yes. Yeah. So I, I like what Isaiah Joe is doing, and uh, Sixers do need somebody that they've drafted, you know, that can come in and kind of do what, what they're doing. I guess Doc Rue just has to look him in the eye and just look, and then hopefully he can trust him. But he's about 6'4". But the only thing about Isaiah Joe, all he was, all he could do was shoot. He's got to be able to get some other dynamics to the to the to the you know, to, to the game. To, to his repertoire. Can you run the point? Can you play some defense? You can know you what I mean? Get to the basket. Yeah, you, you just can't be a shooter. Are you a a, a, a catch and shoot kind of guy? Or are you one of the type of people that can you know run? up and shoot so he's got to get some type of a definition to his game and uh you know and and then they can probably use you just can't be an nba just doing one thing and that's why cork miles is trash and there's other players that you've seen you can you you can't just do one thing because once that one thing is gone then you you're nothing so you got to be able to you got to be at least easy i think there's what five tools or is it five traits in basketball yeah you you got to have at least two or three you got to have at least two or three you don't have to have all five because some of the best don't have all five but they're just really good at two at at one two and three so he's got to bring um some of the traits to the to the game so they can be like you know we can't afford to take them off the floor Having all five is superstar status. Yeah, superstar status, yeah. Um, number four, uh, this guy with the second overall pick in the draft. Uh, I want to see something from James Wiseman. I got to okay. see something from that kid. They was calling him a, a low-budget Joel Embiid. Well, uh-huh. nigga, we got to see that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because you've been hurt all this past year. You got hurt the year before. Yeah. Didn't play at all this year. You were supposed to come back, but uh, you had a little setback, I think, with his, it was his knee or was his foot. So he's. I think he was supposed to – well, he's supposed to play. Some, I, don't, I think Golden State has a game either tonight 
or tomorrow. He's supposed to play in one of these two games and make his debut. Cause a lot of Golden State's players, they are playing. Uh, Moody's playing. Uh, Kaminga's playing. Yeah, you know I mean, so those guys are playing. They got got drafted last year, so they want to see Wiseman play, get back into player shape, so they can see what they got when the team comes, you know, comes to camp in uh, September. So I would like to see, you know, the second overall pick out of Memphis, you know, show something because when they played, when he played at Memphis, I was more of a precious Achoa kind of guy. I didn't really, I didn't really, I wasn't really like on James Wiseman like that. So I want to see him show what he can do because centers nowadays, I mean, if 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 you're not doing, you know, I mean, kind of what like what Rudy Gobert is doing, then you're kind of like you're you're in no man's land. You got to be able to shoot the ball. You got to be able to make your free throws. You got to be able to set picks. And it's, it's guaranteed you might not even play 20 minutes a game because yeah. the big men are, you know, if you're over seven foot tall, you got to be. It's yeah, kind of a phased yeah, out yeah, yeah, you gotta, aspect of the yeah, game. If you're seven foot tall, you better be some type of a unicorn or something like that. If you're not, then you're not going to be able to play. And apparently the expectations on him are pretty high. Yeah, well, he he, he, he needs he needs to go out there and, and make it happen. Yeah, he's he got a show. He needs to. Uh, number three, I, I, I don't know, but uh, I, mean, I, I saw this guy play a couple times. I was like, oh, I remember, I, I remember, I remember his father. We gonna put some respect on Ron Harper Jr. up in Toronto. Ooh, <laughs> son of Hollywood, Ron. Yeah, yeah. I thought he would get drafted. He actually, I thought he was okay, but um, you know, um, he did get drafted. Slipped he got through the cracks. Yeah, got to tr- got to try with Toronto. I want to see what he can do. Is he? He's about the same size as father. He's about six foot four. So I want to see what he can do um are you gonna be a defensive kind of guy are you gonna be one of these guys that can you know shoot so i just want to see you know what what he can what can he develop into you know what i mean your father was in the league for years so i want to see uh you know what what, what like i said i saw him at, at, at Rutgers. he was a pretty good player but you know sometimes something happens with these four-year players they don't kind of they kind of don't get drafted because if no one was trying to get you out of the draft two three years ago then what made you stay for four years so you got to be really special so yeah uh, i would like to see him um you know um i, w- I don't know i would just like to see, i'm just interested to see Ron Harper. Like I said, we live in an area and I used to see a lot of Ron, uh, you know, uh, Rutgers games and I would be like, oh, okay, he, he, he can actually play in the NBA. So we'll see. Okay. All right. Uh, number two, another familiar name, a <laughs> uh, young kid out of Detroit, six foot six shooter out of uh, Syracuse, Buddy Behan. Okay. I was I thought he was going to get drafted too, um, but he didn't. I mean, son of uh, you know the, the famous coach up in um, Syracuse, Jim, Jim Beheim. He got two of two of his sons. I think I think I forget the other one plays, but Buddy was supposed to be the one that was supposed to be you know that bull, you know the three point shooter, kind of like a JJ Reddick clone, but. And I think this past year he averaged uh, he, he averaged like 15 in between 15 and 18 I can't remember how many but, but he played a whole lot but he didn't get drafted either so he got a little uh try with Detroit. I didn't get a chance to see Detroit last night but um like I said the summer league's going to go on for the rest of the uh, year. I want like I said I'm interested in some of these guys that are you know you know that they, they got famous parents and stuff like that. I want to see if these guys have the drive, you know, I mean they can look at Steph Curry and look at him and be like, "Yo, if he can do it then maybe I can, you know, do something something, something close to it." Not exactly what he did, but yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, we've grown up with the silver spoon in our mouth, but can we get down in the dirt and, uh, you know, kind of, you know, take 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 the shadow off of us from our family and kind of make our own thing. So yeah. I'm interested to see uh, something in you know, a Buddy Behan. So, okay. Uh, maybe like a three-point shooter type of guy. A guy coming in 15 minutes and, and just, you know, just drop buckets. Gotcha. But uh, number one. Number one. Is a cat out of Brooklyn, and he might be the, uh, you BK. know. 
he might be the cat that people might be you know brooklyn might be like you know if, if we do trade and we can kind of move this guy up and he might be one of these gems that we found as, as the young boy cam thomas okay he's playing he didn't i don't think he had to play because he played very well during the season when he had to uh, step in for uh Kyrie irving when he was crying in the corner about a uh, uh, black lives matter or whatever he was crying you know he's he, he, he he's he's soft i don't i don't know what it is you know what i mean he didn't want to play but cam thomas came in and he did his thing and i want to see him play a little bit more he's an undersized guard but i want to see him uh you know kind of uh you know see what see what he can do if he can take the reins and kind of maybe make make himself get to that start line where they can be like man we don't we, I mean, get get rid of uh, both of them guys and we'll just start with a young team and then you know we'll work around uh, a bum simmons and then we'll see what we can do after that but i like uh, i like cam thomas i like what i saw him last year every time they called his called his name he was always ready to play even when um you know people were out so uh, and he's playing the summer league now so that means he really loves basketball so i'm interested in seeing him i think he could be one of these Jimmy Butler guys, one of these guys on the back end of the draft, or Jordan Poole, one of these guys on the back end of the draft that you see, dang man, three, four years from now, like dang, anybody could have had him. Here he is balling, you know what yeah. I mean? So Cam Thomas, he, he's got skills, he can play. Okay. So uh, I, that's that's a, that's my number one guy. Well, I, I, I liked him at LSU a couple of years ago. I thought he would get drafted higher, but he got drafted like maybe twenty seven or twenty eight last year. So he's 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 a good player. I, I like. I think he's talented. Okay, Cam Thomas. All right, well, that'll do it for Taylor's top five list for this first edition. And closing that out, we're going to get into a little bit of NFL talk because there was a little bit of news a couple of days ago. Baker Mayfield was traded from Cleveland to the Carolina Panthers. And, um, you know, we just want to kick around how we feel like this affects the team. Um, The other QB the Panthers had their eyes on most recently, so I read, was Jimmy G. So, uh, I mean... Jimmy G, Baker Mayfield. I, I don't, I don't know who really gets the the better of that deal. But um, the most TDs that he's thrown in his career in a season was 27 during his rookie year. Last year he only threw for 17, but he does have a career completion percentage of 62. percent And uh, the other thing, he's uh, pretty durable. He's only missed four games in four years, and he has a touchdown to interception ratio of 92 to 56 which gives him a passer rating of 87.8. By comparison, Josh Allen has a passer rating of 91.0, and Lamar Jackson has a passer rating of 98.1. And all three of those guys, as we remember, were drafted in the same year, 2018. So whether this is going to you know, set the, the Panthers on fire and, and boost them to a playoff berth, I don't know if that's going to work because they definitely need to have a healthy Christian McCaffrey uh, to, to be at their best, to be at full strength. Um, but uh, it's all about how Baker Mayfield is going to end up meshing with the wide receiver talent they have out there. And uh, so I read he already had some issues in the past with Robbie Anderson. <laughs> Robbie Anderson said something slick about him a couple seasons ago. So No, it's this past year. It's oh, a this D- past year. He said, do you want Baker Mayfield? He just went, no. Mm. <laughs> now, they asked him a couple days ago. He said, oh, yeah, we all cool right now. But... Uh, the thing, he, he, he might be capping. Yeah, but Baker is his only. Baker is his own worst enemy. It's no, it's no one else's fault. It's no coach's fault. He has to be able to uh, play smart football. That's what he, yeah. he doesn't play smart. He had, a, like I said, he had a good year last year. His rookie year, he was okay. 
2019 was terrible. 2020 was a really good year. And then last year, because you can't have every other year. You know what I mean? That's like that Jeff George type stuff, man. Yeah. You have to be able to be able Jeff to George. be consistent. That's what happened with Jeff George. He was inconsistent. You got to be consistent for two, three years so they can be like, all right, we don't have to worry about him no more. But every other year, you're having problems with a receiver. You're throwing balls in, into tight coverages. You don't know how to throw the ball away. You don't know how to keep yourself out of harm's way. He threw a couple of interceptions last year. He's running after the player who, who he threw the interception. You can't do that. Sometimes yeah, yeah. you got to get out of the way. Yeah, you can't because you, you're, 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 you're one of the most important you're players the most in the field. Yeah, you can't. They can't afford you to go up because you want to stop a guy after you threw an interception. You can't do that. You don't ever see Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady running after somebody and running shoulder first and then hit. You can't. That's stupid. You, yeah, you're you're um you, you want to show your tough, but once you're in the NFL, you have to make sure the, the rest of that team depends on you. Especially you're the quarterback, so that's his Baker Mayfield's problem. He's yeah. an idiot. He's stupid. Yeah. You can't play like that. You know what I mean? Some of these times, oh, man, ain't nobody open. Let me throw it out of bounds. How many times have you seen Aaron Rodgers throw it out of bounds on second and second down, and then it's third and 14, and what does he do? He'll complete a 22-yard pass. Like, yep. we've seen that. That's the smartest thing you can do. You know what I mean? You, every play is not going to be there. Some of these defense, they get paid, too. So if they got you all covered up, all right, let me throw it away. Let me just – or sometimes what Aaron Rodgers does, and I'm, I don't want to compare them to, but what Aaron Rodgers will do, he'll throw it away on third down, and what he'll do is we're going to do the same stuff, but we're going to switch it to the other side and because uh, he'll see like oh they, they they doing cover three on that one side well if I run it on this side I'm going to be able to that's what, that's what you have to do in your quarterback you have to analyze the situation yeah. Baker Mayfield is horrible at doing that he doesn't know how to think forward he's always thinking oh I got to make this play right now and that's why they always get into trouble so yeah. it was that was that, his, that team imploding last year that was on him they stacked that defense up and the defense was actually okay you know what I mean? They had Jadavian Clowney and um, and Miles Garrett on Miles one. Garrett, that, yeah. <laughs> that's disgusting. I don't know how, who who want to face that, but you being an idiot, just doing all types of stupid stuff, fumbling the ball. You know I mean, like, come on, man! Like, you have to be able to calm yourself down and uh, and and uh, you know, just you have to play for the team. You can't just go out there and play for yourself. So that's his problem. Yeah, I mean the numbers look good, but I've seen him play. He's oh, he pl- he plays too reckless, man. That's probably what the the book is on him. He's reckless. So if he can stop the reckless playing and stuff like that, he'll be fine. Carson Wentz is the same way. He'll play good one year, uh, well actually in a three or four games, but then he throw he throws these crazy passes. You, you have to you got to know how to. Sometimes you got to give up on the play. All right, let me throw this out of bounds. Yeah, I mean I don't want to put my team into a a horrible uh, uh, situation. So uh, we'll see if it works out. I mean. But the Browns are going to pay the lump sum of the money, so that was kind of what the deal was um, kind of holding up for. Just like I said, some of these deals, they just some, sometimes it's about money. So uh-huh. the Browns are going to pay the $10 million, and then I think uh, the Carolina's going to pay the rest, and they only got them for like a fifth-round pick. Now, if you'd have done this last year, how the way Baker played last year, it had been a first-round pick. So it's kind of like a whatever you've done for me lately in the NFL. You never know what can happen. So we'll see. Um, got that man on discount. Yeah, yeah. They did got him on a discount, and this is pretty much a one-year prove it deal. Isn't it funny that him and Sam Darnold were in the same draft? But mm. then I guess seven or eight picks later, you know, Josh Allen, you know, we've we seen what he is. So yeah. it all depends. It all depends on who wants it more. You just, Like I said, you never know in these drafts. And and, and and I like NFL because you, you'll you find out real fast who's good and who, who, who can't play. It, uh, you don't, it don't take three, four, five years. You pretty much find out in two years. Josh Allen is a pretty good quarterback, and those two guys are, are literally fighting for one spot. And they were both – one was in the one first pick, and he was the third pick yep. overall in 2018. That 2018, not even that long ago. Well, you know, decision-making is the things that can, you know, decide between the quarterback being average, being good, and being great. So yeah. if you can't get your head in the game and focus, 
you're gonna be up out of here. Yeah. You're gonna be getting moved around, shipped he, out to different teams. He's got he's got skills. He just has to be able to. You got to play smart, man. I yeah. saw Matthew Stafford. He, now Matthew Stafford went on a little bit of an interception rant last year, but then he he honed it in in the in the, in the, in the playoffs, yeah. and, he, and he, he was he was spectacular. Yeah. All right. Well, that's gonna do it for NFL talk this week, and we're gonna move into Have you seen? Have you heard? So Taylor, what you got for us this week? Uh, 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 R.I.P. to my man. Uh, well, he's not my man, but Tony Sirico, aka Paulie Walnuts. Paulie Walnuts, <laughs> Sopranos from the Sopranos, <laughs> passed away. Man, is yeah. seventy nine years old. Man, and uh, I, I, anytime I see a uh, Paulie Walnuts, I always thought about uh, the episode of the Pine Barrens. He's an interior decorant, <laughs> and then <laughs> Chrissy said interior decorant, but his house looked like. I was like, "Yo, man, that, that, that's all I wanted to say, man. I don't have no, no. That's it. That's all. That was it. Have you seen? Have you heard? I just wanted to say that scene. That's one of the funniest scenes in the print I've seen. Don't get no better writing than that. That was hilarious, man. So, have you seen? Have you heard? Paulie Walnut, aka Tony Sirico, has passed away at uh, 79 years young. Man, he was he was a uh, uh, you know uh, just just classic on that show. You know what I mean, and oh yeah, and James Conn, he passed yeah, away too. James Conn, and so Sony Corleone, he's out of here, man. Damn, yeah. man. 50, no, I'm sorry, not 50, 82 years, 82 years young, man. Everyone loves him in, um, in Godfather, but Taylor Fair movie with James Conn is Misery. Oh, man, that was, Yo. that was a beast, man. Misery. <laughs> My Yo. man had to be laid up in a bed for, with his legs, uh, you know, for half the movie and then move around in a wheelchair. I mean, I thought that was great, man. He, and he looked, he looked terrified in that movie, man. No, 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 wait, 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 There's sir, another wait. movie that I love him in, and it's an old Navy movie called Cinderella Liberty. Okay, where, where he falls in love with this hooker in Bremington, Washington, <laughs> and she she dip out and leave and leave her son with him. Mm. <laughs> oh, I think I I'm trying. I don't think I've ever seen it. It's from I heard the about 70s. It, it looks yeah. really dark. It looks like a really dark film. Mm. You know, like you know how the 70s had that bad lighting. But yeah, it's hilarious. It, it's 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 a classic for, for the Navy guys. Yeah. Okay. Solid gold. Yeah, 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 but yeah, that 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 was just you know. Have you seen? Have you heard? I know everybody uh, uh, saw it. Uh, this one, um, this one just Wait, makes. Uh, you, you, no, go ahead, uh, go ahead. No, go ahead, man. You want to say something with, with what I just had to say? Well, I was just gonna say there was one more RIP. Uh, I saw Jimmy Williams, who cornerback. Uh, he was drafted by the Bills in two thousand one, um, and then he went to San Francisco later that year without playing a game for the Bills. Ended his career in Seattle. And was a member of the 2005 Super Bowl team that lost to Pittsburgh. Yeah, I don't, I don't know who that is. All right, there's so many Williams in the NFL. I mean, uh. <laughs> if he didn't make like a spectacular play, I, I think I kind of remember him. He was like what number? Maybe 23. I think. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't remember that guy. Yeah, he, he, yeah. Um, He's not as as important, I'm sorry, as James Conn and Tony Sirico. Yeah, Taylor said it. All right. All right, so uh, Taylor's going to go to uh, uh, my girl. She got my name, Joy Taylor. (laughs) So uh, I'm going to sound this out. Uh, Joy Taylor was on vacation this week uh, and, uh, you know, posting pictures in the bathing suit looking looking all good. Yeah, I saw her The the sun glistening off that that skin. And I think she posted a picture in the water. I think it was on her IG story. And uh, it's like a pig in the water or something like that. So I think she was in the... um, um, uh, in the Caribbean, something like that. Salute to the troll that said, "Which one's the pig?" I said, "Damn." <laughs> she reposted it because bang, bang. She reposts when people come at her. She reposts them. 
I just thought that was funny. That's wild. <laughs> My man said, which one is the pig? Which one is the pig? She Coming re- for next. Yeah, she reposted. She, uh, I think she uh, must have scanned down and saw it and like, uh, must have, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know how IG worked, but she posted it and I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> as we, as, as I used to say back in the day, she was going for the gut, for the yeah, juggler. Yeah, he was going for the juggler, man. Sliced her up, man. That was, that was pretty good, man. <laughs> mm. All right, um, now I'm not going to talk about either of these stories. You gonna, you guys are going to have to pick. So, do you want to talk about the Amiri, Amiri shorts? I mean, Amiri shirt man getting 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 sliced up at the bodega. Or do you want to talk about the Dollar General girl getting clapped? Y'all can choose which one. I'm not talking about both of them. Which one do you want to talk about? They're both on camera. All right. Well, uh, uh, you want to uh, uh, talk, talk about the bodega one or dollar store or dollar general store? I'm not talking about both. I'll vote, I'll vote for the one I didn't see, so I'll say the dollar dollar general. <laughs> okay, because I because I saw the boy get pulled up in the bodega. That yes. that, that was mean. Yeah, no, not, it wasn't. not 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 mean in the sense of mean on the part of the guy. I just mean that was mean. Like that was a mean video. Yeah, man. So, like so, that was wild. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, well, the dollar store, the dollar general store was it was another two black women. Uh, the black clerk from. Uh, um, from Dollar General and another black woman, she was on the phone. She was basically saying, I don't know what happened, but she said, I'm going to whip this girl's ass. I said, mm. okay, all right. So the, her and the Dollar General girl, girl, they get into it. So they, they're fighting, they're fighting. And the girl that was on the phone that was the customer got the best of the Dollar General girl score. Uh, girls, uh, the Dollar General store worker. So yeah. you think it's over, right? Yeah. But see, this is what happens when a lot of you people are out here thinking that you, you know, you about that street life, or you thinking you, you know what I mean, anytime you beat somebody up, you got to run their pockets, man. Or you got to, you got to do something, man. You got to, you got to make sure they laying down and not, and they're not getting back up. Well, the Dollar General store, she got up and went behind a counter and got herself the peacemaker, or as I like to call it, the burner, mm, <laughs> the tool, the toaster, the gat, <laughs> the heat, the act. Right, the flame, Joel Olstein, because he's gonna make you seem Jesus. And she clapped that black woman and she said, Please, please, I'm sorry, and uh, and, and gave her that work. And uh, well, you know, and uh, well, you know, RIP to her. But well, so, that's so, so, so she, she checked out, yeah, she oh, checked wait a out. Second. She oh, was that, begging for her life, that begging was, for her life. And she the, still clapped her, yeah, it clapped her. Clapped, that was self defense, clapped her twice, you know what I mean? You know what I mean, so bow, bow, uh, all on camera, and salute mm. to the man said, Get the batteries, we gotta get on out of here. Get the Get on out of here, man! <laughs> as soon as I saw that gun, I'd have been like, "Yo, we—I'm not taping this no more." So, uh, yeah, the savages out here just taping people, just getting, just getting, just, just, just going getting to Jesus, smoked. yeah, getting called to Jesus here. Yeah, so she got called to Jesus. She got her wake up call, but uh, <laughs> but unfortunately, it cost her her life. You know what I mean? So Ooh. you gotta be careful running down on people and thinking you about that life. You know what I mean? Because everybody out here, they they, they, they going to the uh, to the place to get their license and, and laying people down. I think this was in Brooklyn. People, I think it was in Brooklyn. People know that there's madness out here. So if you if they can be strapped, nine times out of ten, they're strapped. Yeah, man. So uh, yeah, that, that, I'm, I'm not like I said. I didn't want to do both stories. It's, it's ridiculous. But um, that was just another. Have you seen? Have you heard? I'm uh, yeah. That yeah. That the dollar store general. I think that just came out maybe Friday evening or maybe Friday afternoon. So and then I saw it all day on Saturday. Watch yeah. your body. Yeah, watch your body. I'm telling you, man. People people out here they they holding and it ain't just fellas. The females out here carrying it too. If you acting like you ready to die, somebody might test you. Yeah, run up and get done up, and that's what uh-huh. happened. Unfortunately. All right. That's that's about it for me. Okay. Well, that's have you seen, have you heard? And now we're gonna get into the common sense space. And our topic has been uh something that's been in the news for a couple of weeks now, actually maybe a couple of months. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a couple of months at this point, because she's been away for a while. But um Brittany Griner, unfortunately, has been uh incarcerated and held in uh, Russian prison 
uh, for a while now, and she February. Just, she just had a court date recently. Like um, people don't smoke weed in, in in Russia. Like she like she brought it. Like she brought a whole pounds. Like, but our, our our common sense topic for this week is: Should Americans have sympathy for Brittany Griner, who was caught uh, at the airport with a cartridge, uh, which is like a vapable uh, weed? Device, mm-hmm. um, and she ended up going away and has not been freed since then. She claimed that she was packing and she didn't know it was there. I don't know about that. Yeah, it sounds well, like we used to say back then, it sounds good. Well, she didn't bring it into Russia, so how, how we know are they going after the source or are they just because you know, for, for if you're looking at 10 years for an empty cartridge. Then y'all should really be going after the source. Was it empty? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I just saw the tape where she was. Uh, you know, they went through her bag. She was standing right there, and uh, and then I don't. But like I said, I don't know uh, what happened after that. I just saw her. You know. You know, kind of like you, once you go into check into uh, America. You know, they check they, they through your bag. Yeah, you go through like, your bag. Like going out to catch a smuggler. Yeah, like in TSA, and then <laughs> and they found it, and then next thing you know, they. I don't know what happened with the video. I haven't seen the video in a while. It was a while ago, but um, <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I'll start it off, yeah. I mean, because usually I always go last. When you go to these other countries, they got different rules. Yeah, you know I mean, you got to know the rules. So, um, uh, yeah, yeah, probably what she had is nothing to us, but to them, I, I don't, I don't know Russia's rules. When you go to these foreign states, they got different rules. Yeah, you know I mean, and it's just like if I come into E's house, I can't come into E's house and uh, and take my shoes off. This is this is E. This is E's nah. house. Yeah, you know I mean, you know I mean, I'm in his in his area, so I have to follow his rules and vice versa. If I go to Mikey's crib or if somebody comes to my house, hey man, yeah, you know I mean, you can't go into my fridge. So when you go to these other, to these other uh, countries, you know I mean? You can't play. Oh, I didn't know. No, they, forget all that. We didn't know. I just gave a story. What happened? Was it last week or two weeks ago when the when the white boy went over to South Korea and was touching the flag or desecrating the flag? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a true story. They gave that, that white they boy. They gave that boy all types of work. 37 years. And then America did what they did to get him back. By the time America got him back, took him a year to get him back. And this so is not, depleted. This is not some famous white man. It's just some regular Joe Blow white boy. He was so depleted. By the time he got back, Back on a plane, he was dead. He didn't even make it home. Uh. So I'm just letting you know, you can't go to these places and act. You know, do do what you want to do. They got rules. You know what I mean? Now, yeah, it's unfair. She probably shouldn't even be locked up, but they got rules over there. You know what I mean? And this happened before the Ukraine um, and everything. Like this happened uh, maybe a month and a half before everything got um went crazy down in uh, with Ukraine and Russia. So it but happened there, before. There, there were talks of of tensions building yeah. at that point in time between Russia and Ukraine. Yeah. So it was kind of known in that area that things. I don't what, what was approaching I going d- down. I doubt. I doubt that she knew, and I'm t- telling stereotyping. I doubt that she knew. I'm, I'm just. I don't. I, I'm doubt. That, I doubt that she knew. Well, I'm not talking about her knowing. I'm just talking about the fact that the fact that those things were going on yeah. might have influenced the fact that she got held for so long. Yeah, yeah. And of course, she was going. You know, playing basketball. Cause a lot of these women basketball players, they don't make that much money. Yeah. Now so, that's so they go overseas to yeah, play so overseas, in other leagues yeah. to kind of make it up. Yeah. So. um 
I mean, I, I don't know. Like I said, you you have to know. You got to know the rules. You got like when I travel, I like to carry a a, 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 a switchblade knife. But I know when I go over to um international, I got I got to take that crap out my bag, and uh, I can't I can't carry that. There's certain things you just can't carry over overseas. I mean, me and Mike went on the trip, and they took my toothpaste. You know what I mean? Remember, was it like yeah. two years ago? Went, took, went down to uh, Tampa and took my toothpaste. You know what I mean? So a lot of they got restrictions on these on these uh, airport and these air and these um. Air uh, ports, no matter you like it or not, and the more we move, like maybe back in the night, you can bring whatever on the flight. But after all these people doing, all it takes one person to mess up a wet dream. So, I mean, I, I don't know. Like I said, she's. She, uh, do I feel sympathy? No, yeah, you know I mean, because you're supposed to know. I, I can't bring this over. I'm pretty sure they got some stuff over there for her that she can get on her own. But maybe Russia, maybe Russia, not on that weed weed wave like like America is. I don't know. Yeah, you know I mean, so uh, this is this is stuff you can't. I don't like when people who are older who play dumb. This is not a young girl. This girl is 32 years old, so she's not. And she, we all saw her play at Baylor. She played there for four years. So this is an educated black female who didn't know what the hell was going on. You got you to gotta know the rules. You, all that playing dumb, that stuff is cute when you're 16, 17 years old, when you're 14. But when you're 30-some-odd years old, they, people ain't playing that. Oh, oh I didn't know. Officer, I didn't know I, I couldn't drive 90 miles an hour on the freeway. I didn't know that. They're not playing that. They don't give you a dumb ticket. So uh. act like you know is what my parents used to say. All right. Well, to be honest, I, I'll say that I have some sympathy for her. Just being somebody who was in a similar position, not uh, outside of the country, but inside the country, I was away. And, uh, you know, when you're in that situation and you're away and you don't know when you're coming home, if you're coming home, what's going on, uh, if you're going to be sent away for however amount of time, especially being so far away from your home, you can't get no visits, can't nobody come see you. You know, all you hearing is what you're hearing, maybe what you're reading in news, if you can get your hand on news. So uh, it, it's a tough spot to be in. Um, and unfortunately, she's one of many Americans around the world who are being detained and, you know, are in that position. But um, Taylor's right. She she should have known better going to a different country, going to a foreign country and, and you know, moving around the way she was moving. But uh, that doesn't neglect the fact that or that doesn't uh, erase the fact that she's in the situation she's in. Uh, she's in a foreign place. She doesn't speak the language. She probably don't really know what's going on like that. And, uh, you know, she just wants to get up out of there and, and come back. And, and, you know, things ain't really been moving heavily in that direction yet. And I, I saw something. <laughs> Uh, last week asking if people believed if Trump was in office if she'd be home by now. <laughs> Everybody loved this the the, uh, <laughs> the uh, what ifs and the because uh, 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 of course it? we know Trump brought A-side Rocky home from Sweden. Remember when he, when, yeah. when he had a little uh, dust up over there and he got locked up. Remember the whole um, you just talked about Leangelo Ball. Remember they went over to uh, China yeah, to play yeah. that basketball game, try to steal some stuff and, yeah. and, and got caught up. And they came right back within. Yeah. A, it wasn't. They were, I don't think it was even two weeks. And they were stealing. Yeah, stealing some type of uh, jewelry or something like that. And remember. Well, this is a little bit different. Remember Ryan Lochte during the Olympics? He lied about some getting robbed or something like that yeah, during the Olympics? Yeah, I remember that. They just threw that out just this past week. That was the year when he was uh, acting like he wanted to come from Michael Phelps from Michael Phelps' dusted him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you go to these places overseas, I'm telling you, but you better be careful, man. They, yeah. got different, they got different rules, man. Got to be on your P's and Q's. Know yeah. what's what, man. Man, listen. As a person who spent a lot of time and a lot of years overseas, mm-hmm. It, like their cultures, their their, their, their rules, it, they don't, you know, Americans are ignorant. Yeah. Like they will really be over somewhere and, and, and start getting to drinking and acting stupid and mm. really think that they're home. <laughs> 
there was a guy uh, from a deployment in, in Turkey. I don't know if we were in Marmaris or Antalya. And he pissed on his statue. Mm. And, like, he got arrested. And <laughs> I'd never seen that guy again. I mean, I don't exactly. know what happened. But, <laughs> you didn't know, this was, like, the late 90s. But mm. I'd never seen that guy again. Like, mm. you can't do that. Nope. <laughs> They're not going to give you a citation. Nope. Nah. You, you came in. And, and on top and, of the and, fact and that you're even, American. And I think that this was one of these statues of some significance. Yeah. Like they don't they, just they, put they, up they, a they don't make statues because. for nothing over yeah. there. No, they, they they dedicate statues to to religious figures. So and and I'm saying, believe me, I was on my best behavior. The only time that they letting you get away with with stuff outside of assault and murder is at the is, is at the the red light districts because yeah. they getting a, they getting a piece of that money. But otherwise, yeah. you can't you can't go out there cutting up. No. Yeah, you'll be there forever. The, see, let's see how valuable you are when you sitting in some some. Some European jail, <laughs> and, and, and I'm telling you, you think they're gonna get you out? It man will be then moved on, forgot all about you. Mm-hmm. You'll be old. Remember that guy back? Oh man, I remember him. He just got out. Oh, Suit the American jail. They, they'll feed you uh, three square meals a day, maybe two square Heck, meals yeah. over there. They might forget about oh, you no, no, for no. a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They might forget about you. Yeah. So you might not get a meal. A day, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. So yeah. I like how people say, "Oh, I've been locked." Go overseas and get locked up. It's, it's, it's a different ball game. <laughs> hey, Mister hey. Charlie, who makes the uh, to make the ham sandwiches, he's go, off for a week and a half. Go, I mean, go we can't pay him. To, go down there to Brazil, where, yeah. them, where them lords at. They be playing soccer with your head. They'll yep. behead you and be playing soccer with your piece. Mm. Like it ain't nobody business. Uh, this is real. That, those is that, that's the prisons, and they get away with it. It's horrible. Yep. It's been a common theme in this show, but watch your body. Yeah, man, dude, I'm telling you, man, dude, you go overseas, man. And, uh, and, and salute to the people out of Mexico who go out there and cut up. Uh, the Americans that go out there and get cut up. And then, uh, not cut up, but cut up in that crazy and then the, and then the, and then mexican police will take it to the to the uh to the atm yeah just just get, go out there go in the atm give me about four or five hundred dollars and then i'll let you we'll, free. we'll call it square yeah we'll call it square or i could just take your passport <laughs> and, then, and then you're not going nowhere <laughs> and then you no, you can fly back home but you're gonna have to pay a bunch of money but you won't be back down there because they'll take your passport you know what i mean so like i said a lot of these places they don't play like the police up here that's cool no but down there they'd be like listen man you i, I just caught you speeding uh, for going sixty five and, and a forty five, but if you if you I'm gonna I'm gonna get in the car with you and we're gonna go to the ATM. <laughs> That's how you get out the ticket. There ain't no tickets down there. You just gonna have to pay to get up out of there. And mm. a lot of times you gotta pay that. You gotta pay that money. Come up off that money because <laughs> you don't want to go to that jail. Nah. There ain't, ain't no paperwork. It ain't no damn uh, you know the finger thing where they put it on the on the damn what that thing. They, 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 they don't have none of that crap. They not worry about that in Mexico. <laughs> they throw you in the jail until somebody comes to get you. <laughs> No, they might not even tell nobody to come get you. you no, don't no, get- no. I'm not talking about them telling somebody oh, yeah, to come yeah. get you. I'm saying just until somebody comes to get you. They're not letting you out on your own. There, they, there, there is no 24-hour hold. They let you out the tank the next day. No, they, they, they're just going to have you sitting there. You know what I mean? Hey, man, we get, you got to mop this floor up. And then after you mop the floor, we're going to put you back in the jail. And then we might call your hotel. We might call your family. We, we just, like I said, they don't play by the rules down there. So yeah. you have to know this going on the plane international. You have to know this in your mind. I can't go over there and, you know what I mean, you better check your bags and everything. I don't know what Brittany was doing, but just, you can't act like, you can't act dumb. And I salute her trying to write <laughs> write a letter to, to uh, old Joe. Joe probably came. He probably couldn't even read the damn mail. He said, "What is this?" Handwritten. What is this? I just had fall, to, he had had somebody read it to him. I just, he, fell, I just fell off a bike. I, I don't want to read no I, damn. letter. Can you imagine him looking at the letter and yeah. then his dentures pop out and yeah. then he forget to read the letter? <laughs> oh, oh. 
<laughs> oh God. I just read the other day. Uh, Joe Biden is four years older than, than Bill Clinton. Salute to you people for putting that man in office. Salute to y'all. That, uh. that man's almost eighty years old, man. Sheesh. And I saw Bill Clinton. I said he looks terrible. But Joe will be eighty in like October. He's an old. We got an old, decrepit man in office, man. Mm-mm-mm. Two more years. Lord have mercy. All right. Well, we're gonna close out the common sense space, and we're gonna get into our second edition of the top five, which is gonna celebrate. Rapper, actor, entrepreneur. One point in time, they called him a mogul. Uh, he started a big movement uh, in the music industry. Um, we're not even going to talk about how he parlayed that to the other side of the entertainment industry and got into um, acting and pretty much took over a whole network uh, over at Stars. But 50 Cent uh, had a birthday this past Wednesday on July 6th. Happy birthday, 50. So in honor of 5th and... Uh, all he's done over his career on the music side. We're going to list our top five 50 Cent songs. Curtis. Curtis Jackson. Yeah. I think he's 47. Okay, two years older than me. Yeah. So at number five, um, I have uh, his first uh, album, Power to Dollar. Uh, it was a song called Slow Doe. And that joint is hard. Whenever you hear about Power of the Dollar, you hear a lot about uh, how to rob. You hear about the ghetto Quran and stuff like that. But he got some other gems on there. And uh, on slow that, dough. He, slow, slow dough is better than no dough. Nah. Get caught talking to Popo. Po-po, you get yeah. hit with the fofo. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yep. My is a loco. Go against me. That's a no no. That's right. Y'all is a so so. That's why you ain't getting no dough. That's right. And then uh, later on the song, he said, 50 Cent is my symbol and my name, symbolizing the change that I'm bringing to this game. So I just thought that was that that was a couple of dope lines, uh, or a, co- a dope line and a dope hook. <clears throat> and the beat on that joint is hard. You know, the way he gets on that joint is hard. One thing about 50 that I will always say is uh, at the period of time where he was in the game and he was rocking and he was hot, he was one of the best hook makers uh, in, in hip-hop history. He he could make a hook and that drum would be a hit, no problem. Yeah, I, I, I agree. His his hooks were his hooks, his hooks were dope. I ain't gonna hold you. Nah. So number four uh, is a joint that's a little more of a vibe for me, more than a lyrical song. But it's "I'm the Man" and it was a single featuring Chris Brown. Oh, I'm the man. I'm the man. I'm the man. I'm the man. Yeah, I remember that drum. Yeah, that drum came out. He did another drum with Chris Brown called uh. Romeo no, no, no Romeo and Juliet. Juliet. <laughs> that no Romeo hard too. And Juliet for them hoes. Yeah. <laughs> that they played that at the end of one of the power episodes. That yeah. Was, that joint was hard. Chris was on there spitting in bars. Yeah. But yeah, I'm the man is hard. That was also featured on a on a power episode. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's 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 a joint for me to this day. I still listen to that. Uh, so number three, I'm gonna take it to a joint that, in my opinion, at the point in time when this joint came out, it was like the definition of crew love for that period. But it's the Hate of the Love It remix off of the Massacre, and that joint had the whole unit on it. It was Fifty, Game, Banks, Buck, and Yayo, and that was one of the first joints on a mainstream album when you heard all of them on the same song. So uh, that that was kind of dope. <clears throat> so I put that in there. Number two, I got to take it to his first actual commercially successful album, Get Rich or Die Trying. One of the flamest, hottest, dopest songs on the whole album, 
Wankster. Yeah. To this day, when you hear the beat come on, all you can say is, damn, homie. High school, you was the man, homie. Like that, that, that joint was hard. You ain't no friend of mine. What you ain't no kin of mine. What happened to you, dog? What happens when I run up on you with the nine? Mm. <laughs> we do this all the time. Right? <laughs> I'm on the grind. Like, yo, man, Lord have mercy. He, he, he was coming for next on that joint. Curtis, Curtis wasn't playing no game when he first came out. He, he was like, no. Yeah. He said, I'm here. Y- y'all tried to get me up out the game, but I'm back and I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> and there's a firm, famous Jay Z interview. Uh, I think he was up Hot 97 and he was talking. Uh, saying that he was talking to all the young dudes under him, all the state property guys and and Bleak and everybody <clears throat> around the time 50 Cent was coming out, just telling them, like, yo, you need to sharpen your stuff up because this new guy's coming on the scene and he's going to explode. And he absolutely did when Get Richard Die Trying hit. That had joints on it for days. Man, man, man took off and, and never looked back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bought Mike Tyson's house and, yeah. and he was sitting on top of the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he, yeah, pretty much. All right, so I'm going to finish it up with number one, <clears throat> and I'm going to take it back to Power the Dollar. It's another track on there called I'm a Hustler. I'm a hustler. I'm a, I'm a hustler. And on that song, he said, I hate a liar. Listen to this real quick. I hate a liar more than I hate a thief. A thief is only after my salary. A liar is after my reality. Mm-hmm. So the liar is trying to throw off your whole perception of everything. Man. You got to watch, watch that out here, but... That was sampled from the same song as a Jay-Z track from Volume 1, <clears throat> which was called Where I'm From. Yeah. And you can hear it very, very uh, vaguely in, in certain areas of the song, but that's another joint that's dope. And um, that's that's going to do it for my list. So, Taylor, what you got for your top five 50 Cent songs? Uh, a Fit 50. That, that's, 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 that's one of my guys. I think he's, he's in my top 10 rappers of all time. He... Like I said, the, the hooks, you know what I mean? He, the, he's never mentioned in top conversations. It's he, crazy. He's, he's in mine. I mean, I don't, I don't know what people are, are, are wanting. I mean, I mean, this, this cat was, was talking, and and, and uh, me knowing somebody who, I just say, grew up around him, they said he, he he was actually leaving stuff out. Everything he was talking about was was like 99% fact. So he wasn't, he wasn't like some type of fake. He's making he was, stuff up. He was, he was out there really getting it in. He had a, a, a 50 bike had, in his... 50 bike. had the pen. Yeah, but he had, had a bike when he was 15, getting money, all that stuff in, 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 them, in them south side Jamaica, Queen Street. So... He 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 he's a he he's 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 that boy. You know what I mean, and I like you know, and I like it. I always always just was a. Uh, I, I just always liked the music, man. I don't know what it is, man. Even the features stuff like, but most of my songs are just him by himself. He I goes really, wrote for a few people. Yeah, he goes for for a couple on people. The love. I mean, yeah, but right now I'm just gonna focus on track with him by himself. So okay. uh, number five is uh is uh back down. See, <laughs> mm, on my list, I was either gonna put back down or Wayne I couldn't put both. So I picked Wangster. It's easy to see when you look at me, 50. If you look closely, 50, don't back down. Yo, I love that song, man. Mm. What you going to do? What you going to happen? 50 back around. That's that's John. Yo, I just, I love that song, man. Like, his his songs that were quote-unquote diss records, they were just, they they were like well-constructed songs. You know what I mean? So uh, uh, the pianos and stuff like that, I always thought he was a really good beat selector, too, man. That's one of my my joints right there, man. You can tell he was a student of the game from the way he was able to uh, architect his songs. Yeah, man. So uh, uh, back down, I, I 
think they, uh, I think, I think that was on Get Rich or Die. But that was one that, of the songs. That was definitely on Get Rich or Die. But that Trump. song was already circulating around on the mixtape on the uh, what's that? What's that mixtape? Guess who's back? Or was, I forget what it's called. The mixtape before he got signed, so that was already out there. So they kind of, you know, put it back on the back end of the uh, of the uh, Fifty Cent. Maybe put it in the middle or something like that. But it was a song that was already heard. Uh, yeah. So uh, number number four. I mean, he, I mean, I don't want to say he jacked the beat because he they kind of did a they did the beat and it was different. And uh, K Slay grabbed him and said, "50, I'm gonna put you on a song called 50 Shot You.' And uh, I love that song, man. 50 Shot You, mm. with the quotations around it. Problem child. Now everybody knows that you know Jada, because of course took it a year or so later and dissed him on it. But yeah. the original 50 Cent song, uh, uh, um, I, 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 I shot you is hard, man. man. Okay. I, I, love, I love that joint, man. Yeah, man. Uh, so I think this came out maybe right. Like I said, these most of these are mixtape slash. Uh, an album joint, but this was yeah. on one of Casey. I think it was Casey Street Runners, uh, Volume One. Uh, yeah, but that, that song is hard, man. If you listen to that, like if you listen to that now, you can be like, yo, this, this. And I'm telling you, when when Fifty spent the, it was Fifty spit three verses. He had bars, you know what yeah. I mean. So uh, I, I always uh, that, that was one of my favorite joint, Problem Child. <laughs> yeah, man, I like I, I love that joint, man. That's that's that that that's a, that's a, that's a dope cut, man. So, uh-huh. Fifty cent, uh, uh, Fifty shot you off. Uh, I think it was on um, K Slay's uh, first uh, street uh, street runners um joint. Uh, yeah, R.I.P. to uh, to K Slay. You know, All he's, right, he's ranting and raving on it and everything. Yeah, <laughs> of course he is. That's what he do. The drama, the drama king. king. Talk. Did, 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 50, you slap the rappers, I'm going to slap the DJs. Let's go. I said, oh, okay, y'all, y'all, y'all had okay. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, number three, off the Before I Self-Destruct album. People people just sleep on that, John. These ain't strong enough. They money ain't long enough. When you went down with me, yo, I love that song, man. Strong enough, man. Yeah. <laughs> yo, man. Yo, man, I love that song. I remember when I first uh, heard that album, I was like, yo, this album was hard. And that was like in the middle. I was like, yo, here, here 50 with another with a little, little sneaky, little, little hot joint right here, man. I, I, that, that song is hard, man. Um, okay. Yeah, all, all his all his joints, they're kind of like, he's chanting at people, stuff like that. He's kind of like antagonizing people. But they're, 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 they're just great songs, man. And every time I listen to 50 Cent, it, every time I listen to him, you know, rap or make a song, he always seemed like he enjoyed making the music. Like a lot of these, they're angry doing the yeah, music. Yeah. I never saw 50 as being angry. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I just saw him making music and he loved doing it. And, you know, he, you know, he made it the first time, you know, had the little incident where he got shot. And once he got his second choice, he said, nah, man, I'm, I'm going to make music. I'm going to love this. You know what I mean? Because I could easily be, be, be in the grave right now. You know what I mean? So all his music, even his diss track, he sounded like he was having fun. You know what I mean? So that, a lot of that people. That 50 Cent laugh is classic. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, I, 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 that's that, 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 uh, a, a, a beautiful song. You know what I mean? A, a, a great song. Uh, uh, number see, see, now one and two. This this is tough, man. You know what I mean, but I had to go to the War Angel uh, LP, Red Rum, <laughs> Red Rum. One eighty seven in motion. Hammers cackling. I'm roasting. <laughs> Yo, that song is just that. That joint is great, man. That, that's one of the, that one of the might be one of the better songs ever composed in that like night two thousand eight two thousand nine era. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of like you know fifties like. I don't want to say he's on the back end of his career, but he's kind of like, once you, you're hot. Cause remember, he went diamond on that first album. Yep. And then the second album, I think it went maybe six or seven million. So now he's kind of like, he's not always going to be, you can't ever top diamond. So you, but you have to continue to keep, continue to make music. You know what I yep. mean? So 
he made a, a war angel you know kind of out of nowhere people was kind of thinking he was washed and i was like nah man this war angel showing his heart and that red run out that red run song is hard man like hit the those haunting beats and stuff like that man he was he was real good at that you know yeah. what i mean so uh no doubt uh, yeah yeah that, uh, yeah, yeah. I, that, that's that song is hard man i don't care what no one says man you, you, you like i said if you listen to that now you, you you're gonna have the radio up and you're like yo this this 50 was, was, make, 50. was making joints, man. I'm sorry, man. Oh, yeah, the, the despair change and all that stuff is because of the song, yeah. <laughs> but uh, number one, this has been my favorite song ever since, uh, uh, what's that? What's the second album called? Uh, the, the Massacre. Massacre. <laughs> Threw their face up at me on some <laughs> son they don't want beef. I cocked that ain't out the window, empty out my shell, and y'all don't want to he. Uh, you better lay that. Yo, that, that in that my hood. Right Come there, on, bro. man. In my hood. <laughs> <laughs> got rough for me and I don't Ooh. got yo yo I love that song man yeah. <laughs> he was spitting his ass off on that gentleman he was talking about uh, selling drugs uh, flipping dr- uh, selling coke uh, running down on pimping he was talking uh, the, the quintessential shooting up bang bang die slow music that, that's what I like with 50 Cent man. once he was in his lane he stayed there you know what I mean now he, of course he had beautiful songs like uh, what's the uh, guy gave me the style those songs are great you yeah. know what I mean but once he got into his his, his, his gorilla stuff his street stuff it was it was I thought it was just poetry you know what I mean so yeah uh, uh, in, in my hood that's pretty much the first song off the mask you open up that 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 cd with that and i always did like the mask a little bit more than get rich or die trying mm-hmm. but the mask was just i mean just hard ass song but that was the first one and i remember when they shot the commercial with the g unit sneaker that was the song playing in the background when they okay. were playing football and stuff like that i just remember that song man oh man i i i, I love that song he always talked about being victims and all that stuff. either you're a victim either you're a vic you know either you're a vic or you're a victim you, you like i just that's he, he was spitting bars on that joint, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, Fifty Cent uh, in my hood, off the Massacre album. That's that's a classic song. That's always gonna be my number one joint. He was he he, he was in his bag on that joint. I don't hold you. Curtis was in his bag. Okay, definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so all you out there was rocking them G Unit uh white beaters yeah, and all that stuff with no I, muscles. I, I yeah. thought she was gonna talk about the G Unit Reeboks, but yeah, yeah the Reeboks you, you, too. You, 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 you know talking about the tank tops? <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the tank tops. Yeah, niggas was rocking them joints all. I remember that that whole summer. I was like, yeah. yo, y'all look crazy. They was down the shore with them joints heavy. They was what they wouldn't. They was just walking the streets. I remember being on South Street and had them on, just just walking the South Street. I was yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying they was down there with them too. They was yeah. selling them on, on the boardwalk. And that's that was crazy, man. So yeah, uh, yeah, that, that Fifty Cent. He, he got plenty of joints. I'm sorry, just his his catalog is pretty uh solid. Once I went through it, I was like, yo, man, he got a my man got a solid catalog yeah. over these past little uh, uh, twenty plus years, man. All right, all right Fifty Cent. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah, I mean, once you go through it, you be like, he got he got some heat, man. You got anything you want to throw in the mix? Nah, y'all pretty much covered it. All right, bet, bet. Yeah, man. Uh, only, the only one I liked off of, well, not only one, the uh, song I liked off of the first album was uh, uh, I'm a Hustler. Is, is I'm a Hustler? I'm a Hustler, yeah, yeah. Off that's the like first one? Off the, yeah, off the Power of the Dollar. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he had a little, little bit of Jay yeah, that's, that's, that's the one I was talking about. I'm a Hustler. Yeah, you know, that's the one you saw. Yeah, yeah. The, I, that, that song was hard, man. Yeah, that song was hard. Uh, of course, Ghetto Quran, that was, that was dope. And uh, he had a song with Beyonce off of that joint too, man. Oh, did he? <laughs> yes, he did, man. Oh. Yeah, she's singing a hook, talking about she want a thug, something like that, man. I said, oh, oh yeah, okay. I heard that. I want a thug. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it was called Thug. It was it called Thug Love or Thug something, something, something man. like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and he got a joint with uh, him, Nature, and uh, Nas. Oh man, too hot. That joint is hard, man. Okay. Yeah. God, the projects is too hot. We're gonna get shot on your block on the floor, like you said. His hooks was dope, man. He got a joint off the mask 
mask are called ski mask way. Oh yeah, <laughs> I like that. I get mine the fast way. Ski, ski mask, mask way. Make, make money, money, make money, money, money. money, money. money. Yeah. Hard, and then man. he got a joint called This Is Fifty, and it got the same kind of intro as that Biggie song. Yeah. That joint is hard. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man down. <laughs> that joint is hard. Oh, <laughs> y'all, man. Like he, he, he knew how to start albums. Like he, he was all right. Let me gonna put. We gonna flood with the. We not gonna do the, the, the. You know my my best song. We gonna flood it. We gonna get into a moan, and then we'll get into, like he his most commercial song would be like number five or number six something yeah. like that. But his first two or three Jones would be hard. Like what up, gangster? With the when the coin Ooh. dropping it. Yeah. What up, gangster? Yeah. Was hard. Yeah. Man. I mean, yeah. Like like I remember when I first had, I said, what the hell is this? I said. Mm-hmm. This Coming out hitting home runs on, on a zero zero counted. But now nah, I'm going for the home run. Then yeah. after that, you go to patiently waiting. Then after patiently waiting, you go to many men. I was like, yo, that's the way to open up a CD, my brother. Damn. Yeah, so, yeah. like I say, the the musical. I mean, we look at him now as a as a TV guy, but the music that he put out was really really good. A lot of people they won't admit it, but they 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 bit they bit how he how he did um, how he put his albums together and stuff like that. And talking slick and everything. And Fifty was a troll troll. Oh, he, he was a window super, super shopper. Troll. Oh, window shopper. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> and suit the fifty. He wasn't no. Jay was the king of subliminals. Uh, fifty was the complete opposite. He was putting your name in, in the song. Oh, nah. He didn't. He didn't give a who you was. It, it wasn't subs when it was coming from fifty. Yeah, it, was, it was direct. Yeah, I mean the, the very first song, how to rhyme. Everybody was in it. Big, yeah. big pun. Case Key Sweat, Bobby Brown, and Timberland, and everybody. Could Brian, get McKnight, Brian McKnight. Brian McKnight. Little Kim. Kim Daddy. <laughs> Stevie J. <laughs> Tight ass mink. I said. Dang, fifty just coming at everybody. You, everybody. you just don't give a damn, man. Slick Rick. Like, like I'm saying, man, he was like, I, like I said, when he came out, you he, he made you pay. Oh, I gotta pay attention to this negro. This yeah, what, this, what, what is this bull talking this, about? What this bull talking about, man? Uh, 1998, when I first heard him, yeah, you know, I was like, all right. And then when he got shot, he was kind of like, oh man, that's crazy. But when he came back, everybody knew who he was. Like, oh damn, he back. And then you saw yeah. all the mixtapes in that early, like right, I think right before I graduated high school. That's when I started seeing like fifty. I said, this back. And then within like a couple months, he signed a deal with Eminem and as soon as he signed it didn't even seem like it took that long that Wankster video was out I mm-hmm. said, this, I said, this, this, this going um going 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 um he's making making up for lost time man go ahead <laughs> I mean, absolutely absolutely yeah all right well that's gonna do it for uh top five we're gonna end this week's episode with T's thoughts so T what you got on your mind uh I'm getting back to I want to get back to uh not the Britney Grinder thing, but people just uh, being aware of, of of what's going on, and um, and uh, and also to the, to the gentleman that got sliced up in the uh, up in the bodega. Listen, man, you gotta so, so, like I've talked about this before, and I keep keep reiterating it. Sometimes you gotta learn how to take the L, man. You can't just yeah. everybody. Everybody's not going to just let you just run down on them, man. Like I don't care if it's a little age. Uh, I don't want to put anybody race, but somebody that's small or somebody that's young or something like that. People are not just going to be taking L's like that. So sometimes, you know what I mean? I think the situation was uh, somebody's car got declined. He goes into to confront the man. You you can't you got to be careful when you confronting just random people that you don't know. You know what I mean? Because people will, will line you up and they don't care nothing about you. You know what I mean? Nah. So they don't care that you got kids at home or you got a job or your mama. They're going to they gonna, they gonna lay you down and then that's going to be the end of it. Now, that person may go to jail or something like that, but you got to learn that people are out here. They're just not going to just let you just run down on them and stuff. Like that, those, those days over with. You know what I mean? Back in maybe in the nineties, that happened. But now everybody got, like I said, a, a prodigy. Guns to cripple son.
gun. People got in, guns in, out here, man. In a world where they about to strap up teachers. Yeah, man. You know you, what it is. You got to be careful out here, man. So like I said, man, you got to don't act don't stop acting like you don't know what's going on, man. That's like I don't like people like that, man. Act like people out here or you got to be on damn near defense mode like, "Oh, okay. All right, this person like this. All right then." Or maybe you got to be on offense. You got just got to be a person to just move forward like, "All right, we're going to get rid of we're going to not confront that. We're going to move on to the next thing." Yeah. Stop thinking that people out here are sweet and stuff like that. And some of the nicest people that you know or be the ones that's just, just gonna put you, uh, put you somewhere, put you where you, six where, feet yeah, down, put you somewhere that you don't don't want to be. Not even even put you uh, in the ground, but just make you in a bad position to make you out here looking crazy. So, just just know that people are not gonna just let you just you know just uh, embarrass them and stuff like that. You're not just gonna run down on somebody and and just embarrass them. And no, they, they people uh, <coughs> lot of people, lot of people don't want to take L's. You know what I mean? No. So you got to learn how to be. You know what? I'm just gonna let it go. I've, there's been plenty of times where I had to let stuff go and just keep it moving and stuff yep. like that man so i'm just telling you right now man uh just basically two things stop acting like you don't know because you do know and also just learn how to just move on and, and just take the l that's that's all i can say that's you'll, you'll live a long and proper life because you want to get home to your children you want your parents to see you and stuff like that i'm pretty sure people love you and stuff like that because after you're gone that's it you're done ain't nobody gonna think about you no more but as long as you're here to provide for people Hey man, let's let me let's go down the block. We'll get another bag of chips from someplace else. I mean, that's that's all the conversation is. Yeah, you're gonna make you may think I'm a a a a a a, a punk or a, a, a punk because I didn't go in and confront, but I got my life. You know what I mean? And if that, and that if that girl is trying to line you up with someone else, then maybe she's not the one for you. You know what I mean? So just always think forward. People should not be put putting you in a danger of, of other people. You know what I mean? Because you don't know what people are doing out here. You have no clue. Don't let five or ten seconds out of your life cost you your life or years of your life. Yeah, and don't be guilty by association. Goodness Mm. gracious. Yeah, man. So, like I said, just always have a forward thing. Don't be thinking, oh, I'm, oh, I, I got to confront this person. No, you ain't got to do nothing. All you got to do is stay black and die, or whatever color you are, and and pay taxes. All Uh that other stuff is, I mean, that's for the birds. That's extra. Yeah, I mean, but uh, stop with all the acting like you don't know, and stop, you know, stop, you know, with the, with the, oh, I got to confront this person. Just take the L and just go home. Man, just take the L. All right, cool, cool. Well, I do have a correction from last week. I said Tom Cruise turned 59. He actually turned 60. So I'm sorry about that. 60 and, years old. Uh, I do want to give a salute to uh, the big bro Kenny over at Stay Sharp, uh, which is a barber shop over at 408 North Springfield Road in Clifton Heights. I needed a cut last minute, and they happen to be open today. Yeah, they're open seven days a week. And if there were eight days in the week, they'd be in there on the eighth day, too. Uh, the proof is in the work, and I walked out with a sharp situation as far as the hairline is concerned. So, again, salute to Kenny, the owner of the shop. Uh, that's called Stay Sharp. And, again, their address is 408 North Springfield Road in Clifton Heights. So, if you're in the Delco area and you need a cut, stop through and tell them Mike from Sleep Central. You. you won't be disappointed. So that's going to do it for this week's episode. We appreciate everybody for stopping through, checking in, and checking out what we had to say. Uh, follow us on Twitter and IG at Sleep Is For You. That's S L E E P I S, the number four Y O U. Check out new and old episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Podbean, Samsung Podcast, Player FM, or YouTube. Look up sleepisforyou.com if you have not already done so. Tell anything else you want to say to the people. 
Uh, nah, man. Y'all have a have a good uh, you know, uh, rest of the week, summer, all that stuff, man. Yeah, we'll, we'll be back. Uh, you know, in the in the in the well, in a week. You know what I mean? To talk to y'all. So, thanks thanks for listening. Right. Hey, stay hydrated out there. It's yeah, summertime. Yeah. Drink drink plenty of water. Yeah, we coming don't, up don't, on. Don't try to be a Viking. Just 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 d- get it done. Coming up on mid July and August, so y'all know the temperatures about to go up. Plan accordingly. But that's gonna do it for us this week. We appreciate everybody. All the love, all the support. We'll get with y'all next week. Episode 17, Water.